0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In The Spotlight. Welcome to In The Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lynn, And with me in the studio, I have Jessica Turiziani, who is an English teacher uh, for little kids and also a yoga instructor on the side. Now Jessica uh, has been in Thailand for four years. Um, she is from a little town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in USA. And you recently got married. congratulations, Jessica. Uh, thank you. Thank you. yeah. so anyway, welcome. Thanks. And I'm so glad you can make time to come in and uh, we get to know you. You know, I always start with uh, getting to know my guests through telling their lives, you know, but before we do that though, um I believe you have a story to tell that has made an impact on you. So you want to start with that, Jessica?
1: Sure. um I have to say like me telling this story is going to kind of like it's jumping a little bit ahead, but coming to Taiwan four years ago, I never expected that my life would turn out the way that it has right now. I recently got married and I met my husband about a year ago and we were really good friends and once we started dating, like I was just, I was so happy and he just makes me happy every day. Like that has impacted my life in more ways than I can ever describe. Like I never expected to come to Taiwan and be married. I expected to maybe come to Taiwan for a year and just teach for a while and then go back to the United States and, and you know, maybe look for a job there. But just one thing led to another. And I just, oh, no, I'm not going to go home. Maybe next year, maybe next year. And then I, I'm here and I met this great man and I don't think I would ever leave now
0: (laughs) wow you know how many people have said that that they were just going to come and stay for a year Mm -hmm. and then they end up falling in love with this country and Mm -hmm. then stayed on and made their life here and who knows you know maybe they'll even consider retiring here (laughs) but um that is really awesome well first of all i mean why taiwan of all places i mean what happened
1: well um before i graduated from college like most americans had no idea what Taiwan is. Like, th- you hear Taiwan, and people are thinking, You mean Thailand? No, no, I don't. But uh, my senior year at university, I was on a service trip with my school's campus ministry office, and we came to Taiwan for a week and then went to China for a week. That was my oh. second trip to China at oh. the time. And I was so excited because I had the possibility of working in Beijing. And I was on this trip and I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet these people when I get to China. And I was like, oh, Taiwan. Oh, it's really nice here, but I'm going to China. So, okay. But then, you know, I did my time in China. I went there for a year and I just i had been to Taiwan several times while living in China. And I just I really fell in love with Taiwan. I was like, I want to go there. I really do. And I'm really happy that I made that decision to come here from there.
0: You mentioned something about a service trip. What is that exactly?
1: Um, A service trip is essentially it's a trip where you do some service. Um, I went to a Catholic university back in America and the office of the campus ministry like you you can sign up to go on these service trips with them where you go to a place that is you know less fortunate than the place that you are. So I came here with them to Taiwan. We worked with some orphans out in I believe it's uh, in Shenkung but I'm not positive we worked there for a while and then we went to Puli for a while and the group is still they're still coming like I actually saw I met up with them last year when they were here in July and mm-hmm. and
0: these um, trips usually last a year is it you... oh no it's oh.
1: just two weeks oh, oh, oh yeah okay. just like a two-week trip they they go everywhere like they've been to Alaska they've been to Brazil We've been to lots of places. India, I went on a trip to India. Oh, you did too? Oh, well. all right.
0: So before you came to Taiwan, did you know any Chinese?
1: I knew a little. I had studied in university for about two years. Okay. So, I mean, as it, my Chinese was as rough as it could have been. Yeah. While just, you know, talking with eight other non-Chinese speakers, just all of us trying to talk together. What was your major? I studied history and secondary education.
0: At the time, you took up Chinese sort of like as a, what, as an extracurricular... I,
1: I took it for fun. i always wanted to, and the year that I took it, I had room in my schedule for an elective, and I wanted to try Chinese.
0: Yeah. So you learned how to read, write, listen, everything, I mean...
1: We learned everything. I have to say, though, for the first month, we learned pinyin, like mainland Chinese pinyin and it was so boring <laughs> but I'm really glad that I learned it because I have tried to learn this juying and bo I, I just bo puma, and yeah. I just I can't There's, right
0: that's can't. the Taiwanese mm-hmm. uh, way of sort of like the alphabet you know right the fanatics mm-hmm. yeah uh, all right so you learned the simplified Chinese characters then I did mm-hmm. I
1: I started out with simplified Chinese and Whenever I would come to Taipei from China, I just, oh, I can't read anything. I don't know where anything says. But then when I moved here and started studying again, learning traditional characters, I realized like, wow, these are so much easier to look at and to read than simplified Chinese is.
0: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally definitely prefer the traditional Mm -hmm. Chinese character. I don't know, it's just more beautiful to me. It's true.
1: (laughs) You can look at a character. My husband will do this all the time. He'll write out a character and say, here, this means mouth and this means heart and you put it together and I don't know what that might mean, but it's just just an example. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I assume that your family is a very adventuresome family, maybe for you to as a woman, to travel to a country that you've never really Mm -hmm. lived before, though you said you actually visit a couple of times before you actually settle down these four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did your parents feel? I mean, maybe this is a stupid question, because I understand that American families, when you turn 18, you're on your own. And basically, your parents encourage you to be adventuresome to just go whatever and they would never say no to what you would decide to do even if like coming over to a place where they've never heard of what kind of family are you from
1: i'm an only child oh and my father actually passed away when i was in high school but my mom remarried like she met this wonderful man and i have to say honestly i never could have left home if my stepfather hadn't been in her life because I would have just felt too guilty leaving her alone
0: I can understand
1: and my mom she has always supported me with anything that I've ever wanted to do my freshman year of college I said mom I want to go to Italy with the campus ministry office I want to go to Italy the second year mom I'm going to go to China and India in the same year when I told her I wanted to go to China and India, she says, you know, just go. I, I can't tell you no anymore. I- I've given up on telling you no, you can't go. With her blessing, I went on all these foreign travels. And I'm so happy that I did it. Because for me, there is so much more than just small town America. It's not for me. And... a lot of my friends from home that that's what they want and that's fine i can't do it Mm -hmm. i worked in an office post-graduation for three years at a local like a local college and i just I couldn't do it yeah. I sat at a computer all day and I was just I can't I have to I need to do something else
0: oh, so you're one of those people who can't really mm-hmm. sit still in an office yeah. kind of environment I, right I
1: couldn't do it I knew I wanted something more like I, I loved studying Chinese in college and I wanted to use it and I working in you know small town Pennsylvania I couldn't use it you're listening
0: to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin did you have
1: part-time jobs? Absolutely. Um, My mom, like, she raised me essentially a lot on her own because my dad was not around. And she would always say, you know, you want it, you should pay for it. Like, she, we weren't poor, but we weren't, you know, wealthy. But she taught me, like, you know, you go to work, you earn money, and then you buy what you want. Mm. I was fourteen when I started working. I worked weekends at the Renaissance Festival. Do you okay. know what? Do you know what a Renaissance no. Festival is? No. Well, the Renaissance was a time in Europe uh, where you know, like they, at the festivals, they they dress up. dress up,
0: like the Middle Ages. Yeah,
1: like the Middle Ages, they dress up. There's jousting. There's giant turkey legs, and I went there and I got a job working weekends, like five hours a day, weekends, and it was enough to give me. A, f- a few extra dollars to go to the mall, go have lunch with my friends when I wanted to. But that wasn't every weekend, though. Just during the summer. Okay. Only during the summers. Like there are laws. You can't work when you're so young. You can't work oh, yeah, more than true. a few hours a week. But well, of course. Yeah. But when I turned sixteen and I was able to drive, I was able to like my my dad gave me his old car, so I was able to drive to a job where I worked. Honestly, once I started working at fourteen I haven't stopped. Mm. I've always had a job. Okay. So I like I really think that's a good thing that my mom did. She didn't just give me money when I wanted to go somewhere. She said, no, you you want to go, you need to earn money and pay for it.
0: But then you realize you're the type of person who who's not fit to sitting at an office desk mm-hmm. and do work. You're like my husband. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you always have to find a job that kind of what lets you Move around. Let's mm-hmm. you. What what kind of job have you enjoyed in the past?
1: When I was, you know, just working through high school and college, I worked a lot of customer service, like in a store, you know, ringing, like cashiering, which I also really liked because I wasn't just sitting there typing on a computer. I was, you know, moving around. I was talking, meeting people. <laughs> I loved meeting That's it, people. Meeting
0: people. It mm. was
1: fabulous. And. I really loved my, my job in college. I worked in a, in a big department store and working there, I made friends that I still am in touch with today, like some of my very good friends. I don't see them, obviously, often, but we talk a lot and I, I like that. I loved that environment of just seeing someone new every day and you know, talking to people, where are they from, where are they going? Like, oh, that's a lovely bag you're buying. She said, oh, yeah, I'm buying it for my son's wedding in Venezuela or whatever like everyone just has a fun story to tell and I just thought that was really great
0: well that was at a I'm assuming at a supermarket back in a small town that you were born right
1: it was it was like a clothing store like you know like like men's women's clothing homeware like kind of like a sogo right type of store
0: But it's a department store or a mall in a small town. Mm -hmm. So eventually you get to know almost everybody. Well, (laughs) Or everybody gets to know you, Jessica.
1: That's true. I may have explained small town a bit incorrectly. I grew up in a smaller city that was also surrounded by other smaller cities. Mm -hmm. So if I drove in my car for 10 minutes, I would be in the next small town, Mm -hmm. small city. So the department store I worked in was about a 15-minute drive from my house. And it was the only one around for maybe 45 minute drive. So we would get people from lots of these little small towns coming mm. in there. So I would, of course, see people that I'd seen. Oh, I think I've, I've seen you before. Maybe I've spoken to you before. But for the most part, it was pretty like new people all the time.
0: Mm. Did you go to college in the town that you lived in?
1: I went to college in one of those neighboring small neighboring towns. Neighboring
0: small towns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, eventually when you guys graduate from college, you obviously would think about moving to bigger cities, right?
1: That's true. Moving away. That is true. And a lot of my college friends are on Facebook. And, you know, maybe we don't talk every day, but I just follow them and I see, oh, someone got a job in, you know, Chicago or somebody's moving to Las Vegas or traveling. And I think it's great that people are taking advantage of all these great opportunities Mm. that are out there.
0: What have you discovered about Taiwan? What are your feelings uh, since being here for these four years?
1: Honestly, like it's, it's just very different. Mm -hmm. There are some things that, you know, Taipei is a big city. Some things are exactly the same as they would be in another big city, any big city like Singapore, New York, London. You've been to those places? I've not been to London, but I have been to Singapore and New York. And I, I just think it's a big city thing. You know, in the morning, I take the MRT to work. I see everyone else taking the MRT, commuting, reading the paper, playing with the phones. And... I mean, I think that's fine. That's great.
0: What are some of the things you found interesting that you you're learning for the first time? You're discovering which is very Taiwanese.
1: Something that has taken me a long time to get used to, and I'm still not used. I to I want to hear about this. Yes, is is the concept of of saving face? Ah, that's something that's very very foreign to us. And I'm I'm American. I'm very like most Americans can be very direct. And mm-hmm. I am one of those people. I am very direct. And sometimes, especially with my coworkers, like my Taiwanese coworkers, I feel that maybe I'm I come off as rude. Oh. When I ask for something or say like I need something, or I try to tell someone something, like I, I'm just I, I'm not gonna I don't know how to do it the Taiwanese way because I'm not Taiwanese. I do it the American way and I come off I feel I come off as maybe impolite.
0: Oh, looks like Jessica Turiziani is on to something very interesting here, something that's very Taiwanese that she was having a hard time trying to get a hang of. If you want to hear the rest of it, you'd better join me on next week's In the Spotlight. Until then, I'm Shirley Lin.